All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher here with another show of The Total CEO. I want to tell you one thing, guys, today. Uh, we, too many people in business, all of my CEO friends, are so focused on jamming the revenue line without thinking about all the other consequences. And there are three parts to it. There are probably four parts to it. So here at Fully Accountable, we're always saying it's not about what you make, it's about what you keep. Well, I have a really cool guest on the show today. He's a newer friend of mine, Jonathan Furman, who owns a company called Furman Transformation. And he actually calls himself a growth agency. Jonathan, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Vinny. Excited to be here. Yeah, cool. Hey, so here's how this rolls, Jonathan, right? So uh, all our, our peeps know that we really like to get right into it. This is, a, this is owners who are on our show, right? So the whole thing about Total CEO is all about what we're doing in business, goods, bads. The fun part of this uh, show is that it's about you. So we're going to talk a little bit about your business, how you help your clients, get under the hood a little bit about some of your personal life. Is there anything off limits? Nothing's off limits. Let's nice. Do it. I love it. <laughs> All right, cool. So, Jonathan, why don't you give us a little bit of a commercial about you so we know who the heck you are and why we should listen to you? Yeah. So, okay. So, my name is Jonathan Furman. Uh, I got my start through an ad agency. I was with them for about five years. Uh, I had actually started in the production department, yep. um, did very well there, built up a little bit of a team, um, sort of hit my cap. Uh, and then I decided, hey, you know, I think it's time. Transfer over to sales because that's where the guys are making the money, uh, the serious money at least. And so I, I moved over, uh, started back from scratch, back from square one. Uh, and over the course of about a year, I had built up a book of business that was doing value north of about two and a half million dollars a year. So you became so there, a killer salesman. I, I'll crush it. I will crush All it. Right, awesome. Um, it doesn't matter the industry. It doesn't matter. I, 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 you know, bring in. Bring All right. In the so money let's stuff. fast forward to you now, the entrepreneur who left okay. that system. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So uh, my first company was was a business funding company. Um, we dealt mainly with merchant cash advance, uh, which is a very popular form of funding now. Essentially, to purchase some future receivables. Yep. Uh, it's typically we have for, clients who do it. We get it, right? Okay. You know, factoring your receivables, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I did a lot of that. Did did quite well there. Uh, but it just wasn't. It wasn't what I what I was really passionate about. Uh, it was just more of a grind and, and I wanted something where I could develop some good relationships and some good clients um, and really, really offer something where I thought I could offer the most value, uh, which is, is what my expertise is in, which is, is really in sales, marketing, and PR. Uh, is what All I right, like so that's do. what I want to talk about, Jonathan. We talk mm -hmm. about this, you know, you, you hear a lot in business that, you know, guys are always, so I wrote a new book. Right, so you'll have fun with this. I, I can take a reverse it. It's called False Profits. It's not the top line that pays. Okay. Right, so you hear all these guys, and I'm one of them. I believe sales solve all problems, and it's a yeah. terrible lie I tell myself. But you talk about something that's got me intrigued, and I want everyone to stop and hear about this. You talk about this idea of growth, and there's multiple pieces to it. But what mm -hmm. I like you talk about, what I, I our team was saying, hey, we, this guy's cool. There's always room for improvement. And what do you mean by that when we look at the, the business? Like you're talking about, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm happy to jump right into the middle of yeah. it. Right? Like, but that's one of your key things. It's like, wait a minute, guys. We're, it isn't set it and forget it. There's room for improvement. What do you mean by that? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, you know, I think one of the most important things to realize as a business owner, and most, most business owners and CEOs know, know this, uh, is that uh, – their business is an ever-changing uh, 
really ever-changing machine. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's something that's a living, breathing entity, uh, and it's always changing, it's always evolving. Uh, and so you can either play the reactive approach where you try to be reactive to what's going on, or you can be proactive and you can, you know, find out how to put yourself ahead of the competition and do it consistently. And that's what I want to focus on. That's what I focus on. So and how uh, do you, how, so, okay, I, we can pick on your business in a second, but how yeah. the heck do you get clients to focus on that? How do you get, uh, what do you mean by how do you get clients to focus? How on do you get them to like focus on this idea that they got to, like most of us entrepreneurs just want to grow more revenue. We just right, want right. more clients and stopping and actually fixing stuff in our business or taking this holistic approach. How do you beat them with a stick to get them to even do that? Well, you know, I think you've got to, I think you've got to want to, to, to change it. You know, you've got to, first of all, you've got to want to see where the inadequacies are and you've got to recognize and, and accept to yourself that there is room for improvement. If you're happy with doing what you're doing, then you should probably just keep doing it. Hmm. Um, but but if, if, if you want to, if you want to realize that there are other people, there are other object, uh, objective opinions, um, you know, that may be a, a good strategy to nice. take. All right, cool. Love it. So you, you would say it's safe to say good advice is only work with people who actually want to impact some change. Exactly. All right, cool. I was just teasing you there a little because one of the things I, I happens on my team all the time, Jonathan, yeah. is like we are fighting with clients or prospects to want to even work on their own business. And so right. you've learned what you're saying to me is go only work with the ones who, who've now realized and have raised their hand. So how, how do people find you and raise their hand? Where do they go? Uh, well, you mean uh, the website? You could go right to the website. You could give me a call. Um, you know, we have uh, free consultations. So you can, you know, you can fill out a quick form. So they can go to firmantransformation.com? Furman transfer, yeah, firmantransformation.com. Uh, it's F-U-R-M-A-N transformation.com. Uh, yeah, you can get right on there. Check That's out the, the best website. way to get right into you, and then they can connect with you from there. Okay, cool. Now let's have some fun. What's the hardest part of the business right now for you? Oh, the hardest part really is just juggling all the different types of strategies that I put together mm. because I don't like a cookie cutter approach. Um, I don't like to do uh, the sort of the one size fits all or pick a product and say, okay, this is what we're going to uh, push on you. Uh, I, I take a, when I talk to a client for the first time, I want to know, you know, everything about that company. Um, what are you guys doing? What are your one, what is your one year goal? What is your five year? What is your 10 year? Um, and what are your steps that you're taking uh, to achieve that? What are you doing in marketing? Are you doing paid? Are you doing organic? Are you doing PR? I want to know everything. And then when I know everything, uh, then I can say, I can step back and say, okay, either this is where I think I can help or I think you're all set. And I might say or that. I, or I can't help, right? I mean, or I can't help. Right? Exactly. And, and, and that happens plenty of times. And uh, that's one of the things is that, you know, not everybody's going to be a client. So I think it's understanding you know, I read a that. a really good book, Jonathan, uh, yeah. called, I have it right here, actually. I'm just pulling it up. Good Strategy, Bad Strategy. Have you ever read it? Have not. You've got to read this. It's Richard Rummel. He's a professor at like UCLA. I'm going to track him down. I want to become friends with this guy. <laughs> He's obviously a lot older than me. Mm -hmm. uh, and my team would say I'm very old. But you know what he talks about in here is mm -hmm. what you just said not enough good upfront questions being asked to actually develop a strategy. One of the things I was wondering when you were talking is do you have a, a particular uh, niche or business line that you like to work with or are you all over the place? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I am really into tech right now. Okay. Um, I am absolutely in love with what's going on in Silicon Valley. 
Um, I've got my finger on the pulse of it. Um, I did so while I was in funding. I do now. Um, and I've, I've got a lot of guys uh, that I work very, very closely with and, and do a lot of cool things with. Um, and uh, it's, it's where the innovation is happening. Yeah. And I believe uh, in the next five to 10 years, we're going to see a very, very different world. Uh, that what do you mean by that? Oh, it's, it's ridiculous what's going on because every industry is being, uh, is being innovated on such an exponential level. Uh, you look at Internet of Things, you look at artificial intelligence, um, you look at uh, nanotechnology. But what do you uh, mean the, by the things are going to change? Like, yeah, I, I get all that. That's all happening. I mean, you mean like the way we like order things? Like what's going to change? The way I like communicate? The way everything. I Everything. Everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, just take, take artificial intelligence, for example. Uh, you know, artif- and we're not talking about, you know, general consciousness, yeah. anything like that. That's, that's like way out, you know. Or ever. Right, yeah, right. yeah, you know, at some point we're going to reach that. I don't know about consciousness, but at least general. But You well, might I'm still ta- be alive, but it's unlikely I will. Yeah, well, we'll see, you know. Yeah, right. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, but what we're talking about is narrow, a narrow intelligence. And so what's happening is you've got these companies now, like apps was the last big bubble. Now it's, yep. now it's all about, um, it's all about narrow AIs. And uh, young entrepreneurs are they're coming out and they're saying, what, what industries can we really disrupt with artificial intelligence? Because artificial intelligence is allowing uh, us to do tasks better than we would be able to do Absolutely. that. So how, uh, how do we take that today? Because I, I am so in agreement with you, Jonathan. Yeah. How do we take that? Because, you know, you're, we have a, an audience here who, because we're a hybrid software and service company, we, mm-hmm. we have a whole bunch of that running around us, clients, everything. How do we take knowing that fact that AI is here to play, how do we bring that narrowing effect into what we're doing now? Like, are you, how are you looking at strategy from a standpoint of your own business? And the thing, like, so one of the things I love to do on this show is give someone a wonderful nugget to go think about their business this way. And I think the one that's here, at least this version of the show, maybe a little later we'll come up with another one. I like this thing you just said. There's a narrowing happening because of artificial intentions. How are you applying that in today's paradigm, knowing that we're still a couple of years away from some of the philosophy you're talking about? I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little fuzzy on the question. Like I'll give you an example. So okay. we run software fully accountable, and it's really software that helps the accountant be very efficient at doing their job inside of business. Right, right, right. When we look narrowing at AI, one of the things we realized is we don't necessarily have to create new ways to do payroll, new ways to, like, let's take advantage of what's already there. But what mm-hmm. we do need to do right. is we need to take an AI approach to how we assimilate data for key indicators that are different than what tools were being used even 18 months ago. So we are starting to look at that and say, wait a minute, can we computate data in a way that allows less time being spent on creating reports and more time being made on making decisions, good strategic decisions, like for us would be budgeting. That's a big deal that we're taking and saying, can we get most of the function done in budgeting so that we can make good predictions of what's going to happen three quarters from now if the inputs you're putting in and we use artificial intelligence to help us do that. Where are you seeing some of that where we could give some advice to our team our, our audience, our community, our tribe. What, what, what are some there? I thought that was a good. Yeah. One. What's what's like sort of an uh, an actionable actionable AI that yep. like most businesses can apply. Okay, so one trend that I've noticed right now 
uh, is actually in sales software. Mm. And so they've got um, there are companies that are developing this that are, I, I, there's a few I believe that are actually out right now uh, where they're essentially, because the big thing right now in AI is natural language processing. Mm. So the computers not only are understanding um, tasks and, and how to beat them like, you know, chess or go or something yep. like that, but they're actually understanding language, which is what yeah, one so of the it's most, like you and I talking into the phone type stuff, right? Right, right. And and, and, for, and it, that's a lot. Most people don't realize it's a lot more complicated than just like, you know, beating a, a computer, beating someone at chess or go, because uh, what you're talking about is the is the English language uh, or any language where there are so many interpretations of what you say, it could mean anything. Well, hey, and I so, married a girl from Pennsylvania. You should hear the right. way you talk. I mean, I hear you. I'm with you. Right. Exactly. And, and, and so, uh, and it's not a perfect system yet. Uh, it's something that they're still refining, but you look at, you know, you look at, um, uh, they just had Watson uh, beat the world champion Jeopardy players. Uh, so anyway, my point being is that um, there's, there's software being developed right now um, in, in the sales sector where essentially um, you've got AIs that can listen to mm. conversations they can understand, they can like listen to the, essentially listen to the top producers, listen to how they're closing and essentially uh, act as a guide after, you know, hundreds of thousands of times, you know, of their inputs and actually act as a guide for more of a novice salesperson wow. to say, hey, maybe say this or maybe say, say this oh, wow. in this so situation. It's, like, it's really being used as an artificial trainer. Exactly. Exactly. That. That's really cool. Is that out there being used now? I, I know of a couple companies that are doing it. I'm not sure if it's a solid product just yet, but it's one of those things that will be on that, the cost. That's legit right You'll want to get your hands on it. So, yeah. so one of the things I heard you just say is AI and narrowing is going to allow us to do training more effectively. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Human that's training is going to be yeah. a big deal because the, as soon as – you know, it used to be about Boolean language, right? We're talking computer stuff. But yeah. once they can understand my Ohio slang, mm -hmm. the game's changed is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think so. so. Let's switch gears back to your business a little bit. You yeah. kind of believe in you are a growth agency. So mm -hmm. what are the – you told me offline before we got rolling, there were three parts to that. What does that mean to you? Okay. Um, well – yeah, so there, there are three parts. I, I see, again, I see, I don't see it as, I don't see it as like a, a sales firm or a marketing agency or a PR firm. I believe very strongly that they're all interconnected. So sales, and, marketing. And, and, and PR. PR. And PR. So what do you mean by PR? You mean by what the world sees as your brand representation? Exactly. Exactly. How you're positioning yourself um, you know, what kind of press releases you're putting out, okay. uh, where you're getting featured. Are you being picked up by, by news stations or, or, uh, newspapers? How are those stories being, how are you positioning yourself? How are you present yourself? Cool. And I believe that correlates so strongly with marketing. Uh, people try to look at them like separate animals, but, uh, to have the most effective structures, you need to be actually promoting. Is that true for organic. businesses as well as for guru stuff? Or do you see a difference there? So like if it was all just about a faceless, fully accountable, yeah. would I see the same results as if it was about Vinnie Fisher as, or, so do you focus more on the human or the business? I don't know that it necessarily has to be uh, Vinnie Fisher or Jonathan Furman, uh, even though that's how we're doing it because we are essentially, uh, essentially positioned as more or less gurus, I guess you could say. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't really take that that title. Uh, you know, I just see myself as promoting the company. But but I, I think that um, I think a company can do that uh, without the face. 
Um, it does help to have a, a face or a couple spokespeople that, that people can recognize, but I think they can do it without the face. Um, I think PR is, is essentially just what the company is doing, why the company is relevant, why the company should, should be, have your attention, you know, because there's so many things that can capture our attention nowadays. And uh, why should this company capture your attention over another one? What is this company doing differently? And, and understanding how to position that, understand really knowing what the differentiators are, how to position that, yeah. and how to get yourself into those outlets where it's going to be picked up and really appreciated. So when you yeah. go into a business and they yeah. want, you know, they, they've raised their hand. They're like, hey, we're kind of stuck. We're, we're, yeah. we, we have all these things. We're not necessarily sure where the needle mover is. And you're in there and you're, you're listening and you're developing a strategy and you're coming up with a, at least a, a version that makes sense. Where are you finding the biggest resistance points? Um, hmm. Resistance in terms of... Um, you name it. It could be people. It could be implementation. It could be philosophy. Like, where are you finding the biggest resistance points? I mean, there's no resistance. There's never resistance. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, either, either they're a client or they're not, right? That's how I look at it. Really? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because like we work with we work with big organizations. So, like, for example, like if I go into an organization and they have a financial disaster, but the CFO thinks they're doing everything right, I have to work through the resistance of him holding on to an old system. So, where do you find some of that when you come in and you're like, "Hey, great job, wonderfully funded tech company." Right, right. Not doing this right. Like, so where are you finding? So, the resistance before they're a client to get them to a client, or the resistance after once they're a client and then carrying out the implementation. I think I'm really. I think we all care about the second one more than the first one. Yeah. What are some of the resistance that happen once you're inside the four walls? Yeah, I mean, I I think it. I think it just comes with your. Like you said, I think. I think. uh, I think old school thinking comes into play. Uh, where you've got, you know, especially when you're talking about marketing, um, you've got companies that are very set in their ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and the ones that are the most difficult are the ones that uh, really all about traditional, traditional marketing. You know, a lot of some of the um, older guys, the older companies that, you know, so you can't teach an old dog new tricks, you know, if they're so set in their ways yeah. and they're doing, and they're still doing just direct mail and TV and radio. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, you know, digital marketing. Yeah. You know, that's probably the most difficult thing for me because digital marketing is one of the best things you can do, but it can also be one of the worst. So right. it just, you know, it's, I'm not saying jump into it. I'm saying open your mind to it. Uh, and sometimes that can be difficult. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, stars don't always align and, and that, that may be difficult to work through. So what do you find to be, so that was a, those are always my fun questions. What's the resistance point? Yeah. Where do you find like that? So I'm, I'm a digital marketer. You and I both are, right? I'm a direct response guy. I grew up there. We're doing the exact same things. You know, we're just servicing different marketplaces. I work with accountants. You work with tech companies. So where do you, where are they excited to have you? Because really, quite honestly, for me, accountants aren't supposed to know anything about digital marketing. Right. You're working with tech people who have a little bit of a, I don't know, let's call it a chip. I'm not picking on them. I've got tech right. clients, but they probably had enough digital wherewithal where they think they're supposed to know about that stuff. So where do you find good synergies where you're able to like get over some of that? It's funny because it's actually quite the opposite. A lot of these tech guys. Oh really? And the reason that I love working with them uh, is that first of all, I'm fascinated by what's going on. So Mm. I will not claim to be a coder. I will not claim to be any kind of genius. Um, I'm not that. I love it. You're a marketer and you can sell. Exactly. And so I love it. I love the idea. I love what's going on. I want to be a part of it, Um, but I'm not that. And I recognize it on the same token. A lot of these tech guys, they're young kids. I mean, they're late twenties, they're early thirties. They're coming out 
with these insane ideas. They're getting five, 10, $20 million in seed funding for a, a, something that they're coding and they don't know the first thing about marketing. They don't know the first thing about PR and they don't know the first thing about sales. So that's where I come in and I love it because, because they recognize, you know, hey, here, here's, here's Jonathan Furman. He's like us, but he's on the other side of the table. Now nah, that's I like that. That's cool. So yeah. let's talk about that. Cause that's, a, you know, I, you probably know this fact, but 80% of the businesses in America are service companies. Mm -hmm. You and I fall within the category of a large marketplace. And so, you know, you're younger. Everyone gets to see you. And if you're all, if you're listening to us, I guess you can't see you, but so they like the fact that they see you as a, a colleague. Right. But how do you deal with that when they're like, is it, is it help you in your digital marketing or does it hurt you? Or is it just as what it is? So I come again. The thing you said that I liked is that yeah. you're really a sales guy who's good at marketing. Right. You discovered that, right? Yes, exactly. So, so um, how, do you, how do you play the balance? Because they're not the same thing. I've learned that when I write stuff in my marketing message, I love to sell. It's my number one thing. Mm -hmm. My marketing is my number two thing. So we're like kindred spirits 20 yeah. years apart. And so, right. uh, you know, how, how, how do you deal with that? Because in the tech stuff, do they need more feet on the ground sales or do they need more branded PR marketing stuff what do you where do you see where do you find that 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 because quite yeah. honestly i guess where my question's going jonathan is yeah. you have very inexperienced business guys who need your help on a whole bunch of stuff and where do you right. find yourself usually starting yeah i mean it's uh, that's a good question i mean again it varies um but the reason that i i go tech is because i see i see the need in all areas in tech yeah you know, I'm not talking about going into a company that's a Fortune 500 or a Fortune 1000. Sure, no, 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 no. That's we're, been talking, in business. we're talking yeah. 20 guys who got funded. Yeah, yeah. Or blown right. and, up or have a great idea right. and they know it's going to work. That's really where you yeah. are, right? And they just don't know how to push it. And they don't know anything about how to push it. Uh, you know, th that's, just the, that's just the fact. Uh, and, and that's okay. I mean, some of them do. Uh, but, but it's okay if they don't. I was just talking to one of our clients the other day. I'm going to yeah. probably hook you guys up offline. But they're over there in San Francisco, super smart, came up with this really great idea. And he called me about how to get some market share. I was like, really? Like, with that great idea, you're talking to me about market mm -hmm. share? Like, that's right. what you're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's sad because you have amazing ideas that, you know, that you get all this funding and they, they get support and then they end up going nowhere because they don't have the right tools, they don't have the right machines behind them that's gonna actually move it. And plus, quite honestly, they're frozen. They don't know where to start, frozen. right? Yes. So having a vision or a mission or goals is mm -hmm. not strategy, right? So you're yeah. in there to help them put a strategy, then you can do all that other stuff, right? But you exactly. gotta have a real strategy of how yeah. you're gonna acquire customers, right? Is you gotta have a business development strategy. I love it. We need more sales guys like you and I fighting this fight because how many more listen i'm not i'm going to catch a bunch of heat for saying this for my personal development friends but the new age kind of personal development like vision blah blah that's all important stuff but if i can't acquire a customer i don't care how much right. i'm aligned on all that mm -hmm. stuff so you come at this like strategically getting a business development plan in place and then let's go sprinkle all the other stuff on it is that what you're saying Right, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ever try to be a talking head and 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 try to try to say, oh, this and this and this. No, I, I want to be on the front lines. I want to be in there 
throw me in the pit and, and let me and let me let me come out and, and be leading the pack. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what I do. You How know, do you I, find yourself not getting stuck? Uh, as their like a director of marketing or director of sales, like because if you get in that deep and they mm-hmm. fall in love with you, how yeah. many times do you find yourself saying, "Hey, listen, I have my own company. I can't be your director yeah. of sales." Well, you know, actually, it's funny because I, I was, uh, you know, I, I, at one point I considered doing that, uh, hmm. and actually, but the problem is that exactly what you said is then I wouldn't have the freedom that I have now. So yeah. I, I don't find that to be an issue. I mean, I, I, for me, that's just account management. So that's are just you saying, just trying to backfill somebody there that you're training who like you can leave there so that you're not trapped in? Is that the goal? Yeah, that, that, that's the goal. That's going to be happen, happening uh, over the next few months. Uh, but, but right now it's mostly me on the front lines. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say is that, um, you know, it's just about management. It's about time management and, and just, uh, you know, I, I think I think setting the guidelines, setting the expectations from the beginning, clients understand. They know, you know, they know, you know, it's, you know, at, at sometimes, you know, they have my attention, sometimes they don't. Um, but but I deliver what I say I'm going to deliver. So at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. So if you had one pick, uh, you if you want your phone to ring, you want people to go hit your little contact form, mm-hmm. you want some tech companies, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So I've had you on the hot seat. You've done great here. We'll take a deep breath. Hey, guys, I've got Jonathan Furman here today who owns a growth agency. And his job is to help tech companies who he loves to work with to understand how to come up with a business development plan and put a marketing strategy around that. Love what we're talking about. You wanted to give something away to our audience. What did you want to give away? I, there was an I, I didn't know about this. This is the first time I'm hearing about this, Vinny. I don't know. What are we giving away today? I don't know. I, there was something. Uh, can, so let's just do it. Let's make this up. Can people, okay. just, can they people hit you up on your contact form and get on the call with you for a few minutes? Yeah, oh, right, right. Yeah. For, well, I say free consultations. I say, look, uh, I'm, I'm a very easy to talk to guy. I'm very personable. Whether we do business or not, I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. I love connections because you never know where a connection is going to go. Um, so I say, give me a call, you know, give me a call. You can get on, on the contact form. You can fill yeah. out the form. It's a couple fields. Let me know what you're doing. I'll give you a call back within an hour, uh, you know, and we'll talk and we'll figure out, you know, uh, what you're doing. You know, let me learn about your company and let me see if there's a fit. If there is a fit, we can talk a little bit deeper. If there's not, you know, we can, we can shake hands apart ways. And, and one of the you know, things I love to do at nearing, we're getting closer to the end. We're not there yet, but one of the things I love to do is we know that you and I talk to tech companies. And so I'd love to give them a good walking away piece of advice with something you'd say, hey, go in your business development plan, go do this first. What's the first? I know you said to me earlier, I'm going to put you on the spot for this. Okay. Said, hey, we don't really develop this thing. Well, if you're just like, you and I just had eggs together today, and I'm, I'm telling you my software company, I want more people to use it. What's the right. first piece of business development advice you're going to give? Okay. Well, I want to know what you're doing right now, because I can't, I can't tell you anything what to do if I don't know what stage you're at. So if you were to tell me what, where, where are we're you at live. right now? We have users, uh, and I want more market share. Okay. First of all, I would, I would say, well, what are your competitors doing? Who are your competitors? Right. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What are, what are the now? Okay. So maybe you've got 10 serious competitors. Cause look, I, I guarantee you, you're, you're probably not the only person doing it. Oh, you know, not that, even close. Not even close. Uh, we yeah, have that, our unique spin, but we're not, we're not right. 
we're solving a problem that we see as a whole, but you know what? There are people who have turned something their own way and have their version. That's, right. That's what it is. It's, so it's, first of all, it's finding out what is the differentiator, yep. what's setting you apart from the competition, and then how can we blow that up and magnify it? Cool. Right? And that's what we're going to structure the, the PR and the marketing around to really do that and really make you stand out, allow you to stand out. You know, and I think uh, a great, the greatest example of that is probably Snapchat um, and how they position themselves. And I, I've actually got a couple pieces on talk radio where I talk about this um, is how they, there were companies doing it before Snapchat. Um, they had quite a few. Uh, they were going after different demographics mm. uh, and it was more of a, uh, an app for promiscuous uh, husbands and wives, which, you know, that's another story, but uh, Spiegel saw- That's not the right show to talk about that. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, but Spiegel saw the, uh, the opportunity uh-huh. uh, and he, he marketed it to, to millennials uh, and he found a way to position it yep. uh, and market it and get the PR uh, to where it is what it is now. And so it's, it's an app that's worth $25 billion. You know, it's interesting. It's funny. They, they came out like right now, this is the first quarter they're seeing a, a drop in usage. Um, and I think our friends at Facebook and Instagram and some other tools are nipping at their heels a little bit, but my kids are avid users and it, the teenagers all love it. Right. So us, yeah. us old people are the ones who use instant messenger and all that other stuff. But, so, right. It's just how it goes. Right? It's the old person's stuff. Right, right. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for fun right now? You're looking at it. <laughs> You're yeah. looking at it, Vinny. This is, this is what I do. I mean, I, I eat, sleep and breathe. Uh, my work. It's what I love. And I, I, I think you can probably relate, you know, yep. if I were to ask you the same thing. I think I'd probably hear the same answer. Back. Yeah, I work. I, uh, yeah. you know, I, I literally help. So, you know, what's funny is you, you, you said, I loved your questions and I wish more people, I read, I was telling you, I read a good book, this good strategy, good strategy, mm-hmm. bad strategy, and not enough people are asking good questions. This could be a good read for you, man. And if I'll you have it, I would encourage it because you do this for your clients. Now you're forcing mm-hmm. questions about competitive Yes. You know that stuff you just asked me? Well, those were questions that I asked that forced me to realize that in order for us to gain large market share of our software, we need mm-hmm. to equip accountants with it. So our whole biz dev model is to go directly at accountants. It wasn't to go at the business owner. It wasn't to go. We, everyone else is going there. We just needed, we have to go get the accounting professional using this thing and let them be our tribe. And so mm-hmm. we're building our plan around that. So when you say, what do I like to do? I read like crazy. Now my wife wished I said, hang out with her and my four kids, but yeah. I am a, I'm a, I'm a guy that is reader. passionately going after solving a problem and you want to help tech companies get their message out there, right? Because exactly. you feel burdened by that. I do. I Does do. And, 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 that's, and that's the thing is, is, is that's, I mean, obviously money drives us all, yep. but there is nothing more satisfying than being a part of what's going on right now. It is a revolution. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we are in the midst of something which, I mean, you're going to wake up in 10 years and you're not even going to recognize this world. And well, let's hope know the it. old guy's still alive in 10 years, but uh, you'll uh, wake up in 10 years. Oh, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm with you, man. Like, I, did, I, we didn't even use this thing when I first started in my practice. Exactly. Like, it wasn't even around. And so, it wasn't around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, there's not much more as we said about that. Hey, Jonathan, so I, I got a fun question for you. Um, I don't really ever care about some of those other things. I'm not like, Hey, tell me your favorite color. Like this is a show about helping business leaders. Right. What right. 
is the one thing in your business that uh, you'd like to have fixed right now that maybe someone in our community, whoa, I could help. Jonathan's helped me so much today. I'd like to help him. What do you want to fix in your business right now? Oh, I, you know, if I, if I needed it fixed, I probably already fixed it. That's, that's really, well, I can think of a handful of things as a CEO I'd want to fix in my business. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. I'll, I'll let you off the hot seat on that one. Uh, you know, it, I, I would say try me, you know, but give me a call. Give me a call. You know, I, you never know. You know, I, well, I, this is more about helping you, man, because you've, right. you've given a lot of good things there. And if you don't have some, that's fine. It's like, don't force the question. Like, so for yeah. me, I, I think our job as CEO is twofold, right? We yeah. have to look at our business holistically, fall in love with it, make sure right. we're helping people. And then be honest about what we're not doing so good at and go. So I would say for you, let's make sure we don't trap ourselves into our engagements. Right? Sure. Right? Exactly. Just from talking to you, I would say my number one thing is make sure I don't trap myself in these awesome engagements and then right. wake up with a job. Now, do you ever, do, you, do you, how do you deal with that? Like when it's time to exit for you, not for them, how do you yeah. deal with that? Um, you stay I, on know, as a advisor? Just, I, do, I do well with it, Vinny, because... I, I'm just a people person yeah. and I don't, I don't ever see it. I mean, it's a transaction, but I don't ever see it like that. I see it as developing relationships and the relationship never really goes away. No, so, no, I get you. I get you. Hey, listen, can, but, but, yeah. but things run their course in certain things. So yeah. stay on as an advisor. Do you, do you take an yeah. advisory position in the companies a lot of times? Uh, you know, typically, you know, when we're done, we're done. Um, but it's not, it's not always a finite thing. You know, sometimes it's just an ongoing, uh, sometimes they just want to have me as their growth guy, you know? Yeah. So yep. it doesn't have to be just a six month thing or a year long thing. It can just be indefinite. You know, I, and, I can and they, be, and they call you when they call you kind of thing, right? Yeah. I can be your marketing, your PR and your sales. I mean, that's, cool. you know, it's as simple as that. All right, Jonathan. See, I told you it was going to be popcorn style, buddy. I told you we were going to go all it over. It was popcorn. It was we're popcorn. all over, man. We just, why, why would we keep this boring? You're <laughs> a fun guy to have on the show. What's, uh, what's one thing you want to leave everybody with? Oh, uh, one thing. piece of wisdom. What's happening in you right now that, like, you want other people to know this is what's happening in your season? Like, hey, go work on this, guys and gals. Yeah. Um. Work on your PR marketing integration. Mm. Um, don't focus so much on, I know it can be tough to want to uh, appease investors and try to find paid ways to get that instant ROI, uh, but anything worthwhile doesn't happen instantaneously. Uh, it happens organically. Um, and so you, you want to be, you need to be asking questions about any vendor that you use, any agency that you use. Uh, you want to know what you're getting. Um, and if you're doing it internally, you want to know what you're doing. So I would say really focus your, your attention on right now, the, the integration of your organic PR and your organic marketing, and then utilize paid marketing to up that presence. Gotcha. But don't keep it as a separate entity. Yeah, totally get it. So you want to, you're saying make that complementary and congruent to what you're doing so you can build momentum on top of it. Exactly. Cool. Because you, you'll, you'll reap so much more of the reward than if you were to just, just blindly do campaigns on AdWords or, yeah. or Facebook. Yeah. Well, AdWords will kill most people, right? Because it's just so expensive. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, if you're in the tech space, and yeah. I'm in accounting, man, $25 a click. Oh, yeah. You I can. mean, 
Easy. If you go broke tomorrow, you start playing that game. Exactly. You know, I, I, my friends are into it. Make sure that they're showing up first, right? Uh-huh. Yep. That's right. That's so, right. hey, Jonathan Furman, you rock, bro. Um, anything we can do for you? Uh, I'm all set right now, but you never know. You know, if you want to reach out, I'm always open to talking. So, all right. Well, Jonathan, thanks for being on the show today, brother. Thanks for having me, Vinny. Appreciate it.